Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I want to talk about something that I'm really fired up about lately, uh, which is how to make investment decisions in your business and how to get the most value out of investing. I do not ever want any coach to make a business investment decision, whether it's in a business program or a mastermind or whatever, and not have an amazing experience and not, you know, have anything like regret or, you know, buyer's remorse or whatever. And there are principles that I'm going to share today that are going to basically leave zero chance possibility chance possibility, I don't know, leave 0% possibility that that is going to happen and make sure that whatever investments you make, you get 100% full value out of them. And there's really honestly just a few things that you have to keep in mind and decide for yourself in advance to allow you to do that. So I'm going to talk about that. But first, I've been watching a lot of British shows. So I'm just have like random British words that I'm going to say. But first, I want to share some celebrations that have been happening lately in the Joyful Marketing Facebook group. Now, this is a Facebook group for those who have invested in the Joyful Marketing uh, marketing training program. And part of the, the training program is the Facebook community where we post all kinds of celebrations, you know, questions, answers. And we have this really fun, wonderful tradition of dancing to celebrate ourselves and each other. And every time somebody has a win, no matter how big or small, we post videos of ourselves dancing in celebration because this culture has an epidemic of under celebration. And we want to change that. Every time we dance, we wire it, wire it into our bodies that we are alive, that we are doing things, that we are feeling joy out of the results that we are creating. We are jo- feeling the joy of connection and serving our clients. And you know how it is left to its own devices. The brain doesn't do joy. It goes straight to other not fun things like anxiety and doomsday scenarios. Like what if everything goes wrong? What if this? What if that? So we want to interrupt those, you know, negative brain programming wiring, a lot of which just happens by default by moving our bodies, turning on some music and wiring celebration and joy into our nervous system. So Tara um, posted a video of herself dancing, celebrating thusly. She says, get up and dance with me. I have so much to celebrate today. My goal in February is to do 30 posts in 28 days, which is a huge step change for me. I've also been building the belief, I just have to put my energy out into the world and clients will find me. I said this exact thought out loud to one of my peer coaches yesterday, and less than six hours later, I booked my very first consult. It is working. I don't know her, and I have no idea how she found me. How is that for evidence of my new belief? I also launched my free private Facebook group today, and I'm finding so much evidence that people want what I have to offer. This is so much fun. Y'all, this is everything, 
right? Like we have lots of coaches in the joyful marketing community who have already made six figures and who are making multiple six figures who are very established in their business. But, and, and I love when they, you know, when they get wins from the joyful marketing material and they, they get coached and they take their marketing to the next level. But what I want to say, what almost <laughs> matters to me even more, what's even more meaningful to me is when newbie coaches, you know, people, uh, coaches who are in the beginning stages of building their business use joyful marketing teachings to land their very first consult, to sign their very first clients, to kind of like, get into a stride of making posts and actually enjoying it, you know, marketing themselves and, and expressing themselves and showing up with with the power that, that they have to offer and the help that they have to offer their clients and doing it all stress-free with fun, with a spirit of play and curiosity, like that is what it is all about, okay? The Joyful Marketing Program is called Joyful Marketing for a reason, Marketing can and really should be a thing of joy. In that vein, I want to share another celebration by our Joyful Marketing member, Andy, who says in this post, self-celebration dance, (laughs) hashtag celebration station, hashtag dance my way to my goals, hashtag if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. You guys, these are the kind of hashtags we have. This is the kind of spirit that we get into in the community. Anyway, back to Andy, she says, made 10K in January and it wasn't a fluke. Wrote two posts today, made some offers on Facebook and email, had nine people replying, saying that they were interested in my one-on-one coaching package, wrote a chapter in my book, freaking up-leveled my belief that I am the one, in all caps, for my clients. God damn. And then with that, Andy posted an amazing video of herself dancing. So I am just loving these celebrations. What I want you all to note, whether you're in the program or not, is to note just how much fun it is possible to have when you are marketing. Marketing does not have to suck. Marketing does not have to be stressful. It can be something that you actually look forward to doing. Being productive in your marketing, like writing a chapter in your book, making posts, making offers, this could all be things that feel celebratory. It it can be things that, that make you feel connected to the people that you are meant to serve. It could be things that you do daily that build up your belief every single day, as Andy is doing, that that you are the one for your clients. All you have to do is show up. It's just common sense. If it's fun, if it's joyful, if it's nourishing to your soul, you're going to want to do more of it. And when you do more of it, you're going to get better at it. And the more you do it, the more people are going to find out about you and the more they are going, all the right people are going to want to be around you, to learn from you, to pay you, et cetera, et cetera. Want that for your business? Joyful marketing is the place to be. You join once and you stay for life. And you know the party's just going to keep getting better and better. All right. So having said that, now let's talk about how to make decisions to invest in your business. Now, there are four things that I want you to know about how to invest, which I think most people are not doing by default. There are lots of really great business programs out there and lots of confusion about 
like what will be worth it to you. This is how to create clarity in the cloud. All right. So the number one advice that I have is to decide to buy from a power position rather than an unempowered position. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. A lot of the times, and this is, I'm totally counting myself from the past. I've used to do this a lot. What people do is they, they buy programs. They invest in, you know, business programs with what I'm calling a rescue me mindset, right? A rescue me mindset is thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm so helpless. I'm so confused. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel broken. My business is broken. And this program is going to be the miracle cure all, solve it all. It's going to make me whole. It's going to make my business whole again. Right. And I think this makes sense because a lot of the times we, we make decisions to invest when we are, when we're really seeking a solution, right? When we, a lot of the times, I mean, let's be honest. It's when we're, we, when we feel we're at the end of our ropes, like, okay, I can't do this alone. I need help. And that's fine. There's no problem with that. But even when, you know, even when you feel desperate for a solution, even when you are, just really, really craving guidance, even when you legitimately feel lost, you can still make the decision to buy a program or decide between programs from a position of power. Because it's all about where you are hanging your hope. It's about where you are hedging your bets. So like I said, rescue me investment thinking, I'm, I'm calling it that, it's the rescue me investment mindset. The rescue me mindset says, this program will save me. Now, power investment thinking, which, which is what I'm going to call it, says, I will create the result I want with the help of this program. Do you see the difference between I'll create the result I want with the help of this program versus this program is going to save me? Now, another version of rescue me investment thinking goes like, this program will be the magic pill that fixes my business. Power thinking, on the other hand, says this program is not the magic pill. I am the magic. I am the magic and I will choose to activate my magic through this program, right? It's really, when I say power thinking, it's literally like taking your power back. Like this program is not saving me. The only person who saves me is me because I'm the only one with the power to create any result in my life. And the greatest, biggest magic pill that I have is the one, the thing that exists, the gray matter between my ears. It's my brain, like my heart, my brain, my will, my energy. Like I am the entire magical package. And I'm, it's my decision whether I choose to activate my magic or not, whether, whether I choose to work my magic or not. And I choose to do it through this program, or I can choose to do it through program A or program B, but the magical ingredient remains the same. It's me right? And it's just these one program or another is what I choose for the support. Another way the rescue me mindset manifests sneakily, that I see this a lot, is through fantastical goal setting. Fantastical goal setting is when you set, you know, like a pie in the sky, sky high goal, when you um, buy a program, like, oh, I'm, I see all these testimonials, like I'm totally going to make $100,000 in the next six months, even though I have made zero money in the past, in the past year. The thing is, this might sound like empowered. It, it might give you a, a brief high temporarily, 
But fantastical goal setting is rarely actually coming from an empowered place. It gives you the illusion of empowerment. But here's the thing. We, but we all know when we're being honest with ourselves that it actually takes a lot more maturity to set a more realistic goal and actually make yourself accountable to that goal a hundred percent. You can think, oh yeah, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars in the next six months. Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, this program says, you know, like that's possible. I mean, of course it's possible. I'm not, when I say don't set fantastical goals, I'm not saying that you can't do amazing, impossible things. Of course you can, but I'm talking about a way of doing it where you are kind of having that thought as a kind of fantasy. It's like fantasy thinking as opposed to like, you know, this applies to you if it kind of deflates you to set a more modest goal, right? So again, let me use that example of if you've made $0 in your business in the, in the past year, right? It's a little bit of fantastical thinking to think that you're going to create $100,000 in the next six months. But what might be what you can actually hold yourself accountable to is, okay, so I've made zero money, but I am going to teach myself how to create my first $30,000 in the next six months right? Or I'm going to teach myself how to book my first 10 clients in the next six months, right? That is like, if you feel deflated by that, that's probably a sign that you're kind of getting your fuel. You're getting the emotional energy from, I mean, emotional energy for working on your business from um, something other than like the day-to-day reality of the work, right? Because working on your business, I mean, let's be real. Just ask anyone who has any kind of business at all. It's like the day-to-day operation is not glamorous. It's not exciting and sexy all the time. A lot of it is just like doing super unglamorous, like mundane things and just showing up for the work when it's not fun, when you're not inspired. Like it's a very important skill to be able to set realistic goals and that you can actually make yourself accountable to, right? So if you set a fantastical goal, like, okay, I'm going to make 100K in the next six months. If you don't meet that, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But at the same time, you're not going to feel that, like that weight of accountability because the goal was so giant in the first place. As opposed to, compared to if you were to set a goal like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just focus on signing my first 10 clients in this, in the next six months. And if that doesn't happen, you are going to feel much more accountable, right? Because that was a real thing that it's like, okay, I really have to show up for that every day, right? So if you can hold yourself, if you know, like if you're being honest with yourself and you're like, okay, I am committed to holding myself a hundred percent accountable to the result. And I'm not going to blame anybody or any other external factor. It's like, I hold myself a hundred percent accountable and I'm going to show up to, for that accountability every single day. Like if you can do that, pick any goal, right? But for the most part, actually the more empowering thing to do is to zoom out a little bit, look at the big picture, right? And set a, a goal that's okay. This goal might not be like the world's most exciting, sexy goal, but I know that it's going to serve me. I know that it's a true goal. I know that it's something that I can hold myself accountable to. I know this is achievable if I truly apply myself, if I truly show up for the work in six months. Uh, I'm, I'm just using that as an example, right? 
So just take note of when you are kind of indulging in rescue me thinking when it comes to investing in programs by thinking, oh, this program is going to solve it all. This program is going to rescue me. This program is going to be the magic pill. And kind of like walk your mind over to the other part of your of your brain, of your awareness, where you already know that you are the magic. You're the one that can choose to activate your own magic. You're the one who can set goals and hold yourself accountable to meeting them, right? And there is just no bad thing that can ever happen when you decide to buy from a position of power rather than a position of neediness and a position of please rescue me, right? And let me give you a tip for knowing how to do that, for um, how to get into the place of power and the mindset of power if you are used to being in a rescue me sort of mindset. And I say that with zero judgment because I was there for the longest time. And even now, I am never in the rescue me mindset when it comes to business because I've trained my brain so well to not go there. But when it comes to other areas of my life that I'm working on, I sometimes get into rescue me mindset just because I'm more like I'm like still indulging and like feeling helpless and confused about other areas of my life. And I'm like, somebody rescue me. I have no idea what I'm doing. So this is like a totally common human condition. So when I say that, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way at all. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So how to get into a powerful investment mindset is this is a really, really important piece of advice, y'all. When it comes to your business and who you are as an entrepreneur, please take the time to take stock of what your strengths are already. What's already working? What skills do you already have? What are you already proud of? These questions might throw you off a little bit. I mean, they would have thrown me off if you'd asked me these questions like four years ago, right? Because I, I was so used to thinking nothing is working. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm so confused. Everybody else has a secret formula that I don't. And so I was not used to even like practicing thinking that I had any kind of power, right? That I was powerful and that I was, I was, um, that I had assets and resources and skills. And so I invite you to do that work intentionally and take stock of, okay, it's listen, I, even if you feel confused in your business, even if you haven't achieved the goals that you want, take time to write down what's already working. What I, what do I already like about my business? What is already going in the direction that I want? And how do I know that? Right? What have I created that I'm already proud of? And it could be as, you know, unflashy as, you know, like I have some solid coaching skills that I know can help anybody that anyone anyone puts in front of me, right? That's really something to be proud of. It's like I have my certification. I work towards that. I'm proud of it because it's it's a it's a symbol. It's a representation of my commitment. It's a, it's a representation of my skills, right? I've worked with three free clients who got tons of value out of our free calls. That's something to be proud of, right? And I have great rapport with with those clients. I already have people following me on social media, you know, who ask me for advice, who who see me as somebody with some wisdom to offer. Like that should be something that you're proud. I'm just making this up, right? You can be proud of all of that. 
Think about it like you're in possession of a very powerful arsenal of weapons or <laughs> weapons. If that's too violent, you have a very powerful toolbox and you're thinking about what other tool can I add to this box? What other weapon can I add to my arsenal that is going to just make, you know, increase the, the whole value of the package, right? So it's kind of like thinking of yourself as being in the possession of an already amazing arsenal, already amazing toolbox and thinking, okay, what do I add to it next versus I have nothing and somebody needs to like come give me something. So, you know, cause I'm helpless. Very, very big difference. Notice how when you do this, you will actually be modeling for your own clients how to be when you buy. Like, this is a, a the kind of example you want to set. This is the kind of vibe you want to give off to people who are contemplating buying from you. Because imagine your own prospective clients coming to you with a rescue me mindset, right? Like my life is such a mess and she is going, this coach is going to be the magic pill that fixes everything. Like those are not going to be the greatest clients to work with, right? You want your clients coming to you from their power. And so remember, every time you do this for yourself, you set the example for your clients. You teach them, by example, how to be a powerful buyer, how to be a powerful consumer and client. Okay, here's a second piece of advice for when you're investing, uh, when you're making investing decisions. Please be specific about what you want to learn and what skills you want to gain from the thing you invest in that is worth the cost of the investment. And be very specific and clear with yourself about, okay, if I learn this skill, that's worth this this exact um, amount and more because of whatever reason. And when you're vague about this, when you haven't thought it through, you're going to be you're not going to be priming yourself to create lots of value from your investment and you're not going to be setting yourself up for as much success as you could have and you're going to be setting yourself up for a little bit of confusion about like, oh, is this worth the price? Is that worth the price? Like, what does that mean? Like, should I, you know, invest this much or that much, right? So no, exactly what am I, what am I getting? What skills am I getting? And what skill, what, what amount of money is this skill worth? If you know that, then it's very simple to know where to put your money. And let me tell you something else that might be helpful too, is that recently, um, one of my coach colleagues asked me for advice about making an investment decision based on something that cost $20,000 versus $10,000. Now, both of those options um, offered something that are similar, right? Like they offer uh, skills that are basically similar and she could see herself getting the same, being able to gain the same skill from both programs. So should I pick the 20K one or the 10K one? What's the difference? Like, how do I know, etc. And here's what I offered her. You get to decide what return you want out of a 20K investment. Like you get to decide what makes a 20K investment worth it and decide to go create that to make it worth it, right? <laughs> Versus you can decide what a 10K investment, if you want to make that, is worth and then go create that. So it's 100% up to you how you think about it and what you are going to commit to creating. What would make a 20K investment worth it to you? And what would make a 10K investment worth it to you? answer is going to be different for everybody. And in different stages of your business, it's going to be different, right? So if you can answer that question, 
then you know that you can't choose wrong because you hold yourself up. You, you hold yourself accountable for creating a result that's worth 20K with the 20K investment. And you, you hold yourself accountable for creating a result that's worth 10K if you make the 10K investment, or you can do the flip. You can make a 10K investment and create and commit to creating a 20K, uh, return out of it, right? That's fine too. Like, the point is you get to decide what something is worth and you get to decide to create it. You have the power to create it. The sooner you embrace that and own it and live it, the sooner you are just going to be unstoppable in whatever room, whatever program you find yourself in. A lot of the times we don't do this. We are not specific about what we want to learn. Again, this is sort of like an offshoot. It's like a branch of empowered thinking versus rescue me thinking, right? A lot of times when we're in rescue me thinking, we're not specific about exactly what we need help with, exactly what skills we want to gain. It's kind of like, I don't know. I'm so confused. Like I just like need all the help, right? Is it, oh, I need this help and I, I need that help. But, but no. You, nobody that I've, that I've ever met in my career as a business coach needs all the help with all the things, right? I'm like, listen, you already have this going on. You're already very skilled in this. You already have these strengths and assets. And what would be sort of like the highest impact skill for you to learn at this time, right? What would be the thing that would give you the most leverage given what you have already achieved? I really recommend that you think about investing in terms of not like, oh, this program is going to get me those results. Because listen, nothing, no program, no teacher, no nothing gets you results. You get your results. A great example that I like to use to illustrate the, the difference here is imagine that like when you're in a rescue me kind of mindset, you imagine that you are like a peasant looking for a queen to like save you. <laughs> And to turn your life around and you're like running around, like looking for the queen. And once you see somebody that looks like a queen, you like latch onto them for dear life. Please queen, tell me what to do. I'll do whatever you say. Right. And that's one dynamic. Okay. If this like sounds kind of weird, stay with me. On the other side, (laughs) imagine that you are the one living in the royal court. You are the queen. And what you have instead is you are looking around you to surround yourselves with a team of advisors, with the right wise advisor who can counsel you, who can offer you something useful about how to run your kingdom or queendom, right? So in in that scenario, nobody is a bigger authority than you. Nobody has more power than you. You're the freaking queen. You're the sovereign. And when you solicit um, input, it's from the understanding that like the best that anyone can do as the advisor to the queen is to advise that they don't boss the queen around. They don't have the solution, the, the, the entire solution for the queen. They don't have the authority of the queen. They don't know better than the queen. The queen is the one who knows better, is the one who knows best for what's best for the, for the kingdom. And so I, a lot of us, when we start out, we outsource authority, right? We outsource the knowing. So we think we're the peasant. 
<laughs> running around for the queen to, you know, drop us some crumbs of help. And we think that somebody else has the answer. Somebody else has the authority. And the process of growing into really meaningful, powerful entrepreneurship is knowing, oh, oh wait, I am the queen or the king of my kingdom. Nobody has more authority or power than me. And when I'm choosing a program, or even if you're choosing a coach, what I'm doing is finding an, an advisor, selecting an advisor who could help me add to my power, who could help me do, do my kingdom better, who, who could help me rule my own kingdom better, not dictate the terms to me, right? So I hope that makes sense. Oh, am I thinking of myself like somebody who's looking for the queen because I'm a peasant? Or am I thinking of myself like the queen trying to pick which advisors I want to have in my royal court of advisors? That's a thing, right? I think so. (laughs) Okay, and I also want to alert you to one very, very common and sneaky way, peasant thinking (laughs) or rescue me thinking, powerless thinking shows up when we are when we are seeking business programs to invest in when i see lots of coaches talking amongst each other about what program to invest in and that is looking for accountability looking for a coach or a program to provide them with accountability and i'm going to tell you about why i think this is such a bad idea this is an opinion of mine but i feel pretty strongly about it because learning self accountability is like the number 1 skill that you can get gained that that is going to make a difference in your business because that's like the number one difference between entrepreneurship and being an employee is that you learn the skill of self-motivating, right? And learning how to take action in the face of uncertainty and nobody cheerleading you and, you know, when there's a lot of doubt and like constantly craving like accountability and for someone to like keep you accountable and have accountability partners and accountability groups like these are in my opinion right not everybody agrees with me but in my opinion these are ways of delaying it it keeps you in the comfort of like thinking like an employee and it delays you developing the kind of um verve and chutzpah and the balls honestly that you need critically as an entrepreneur to make powerful decisions fast, fail fast, learn from them fast, and keep taking action, keep implementing, keep the the momentum of that up. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not like judging accountability things that are out there. Like that can be really helpful at certain stages. But if you're serious about entrepreneurship, please have it as a goal to work on your self-accountability and for me, that was like one of the number one skills that changed the trajectory of my business for me. And I really want this for all of my people. Self-accountability, right? So that was a little bit of a tangent, but all right. So wanting tons of like thinking that accountability is going to, is what's going to make a difference is a little bit of rescue me thinking, right? Because it always has to come from the outside and you're reliant on the coach, on the program, on the whatever to keep you accountable as opposed to learning how to permanently be able to source that from within. Oh, it's, it's it just saying that gets me hot because it's so sexy. It, that skill is going to make you so much money. So when it comes to business, I said, be specific about what you want to learn through an investment. And it could be, it could be like, I learn how to have sales conversations um, effectively and confidently, right? That's a very good skill to learn. 
Another skill to learn that I offer in my program, Joyful Marketing, is I offer the skill of speaking authentically in your marketing, right? And feeling, feeling joy in your communication with your prospective clients, right? And I offer you the skill of not feeling like needy and um, weird and awkward when you speak to your clients, right? That those are skills that I offer in my program, Joyful Marketing. If you choose to invest in, for example, a copywriting program, right? It could be the skill of writing email copy confidently. Do you see how granular I got? It wasn't like, it'll help me sell better. It'll help me market better. It'll make me a better writer. It was like very specific. Like how, what kind of better writer do you want to be? Where do you want to better be a better writer? Okay. Like you want to be better at sales, but what exactly about sales? Do you want to be better in selling through copy or selling through webinars? Or if you want to, like, do you want a better sales mindset? I'm just saying these are these as examples, but if you're not used to thinking about things in a very specific way, do take the time to be specific about the skills that you want to pick up. Because this way, when you know what skills you want and you know how much money each skill is worth, yeah, you can ask yourself a very simple question. If I learn how to have confident sales conversations for the rest of my life, how much is, how much money is that worth? If I learn how to market in a way that always feels authentic to me, what do I think is the value of that skill in the next year? Like, what do I think will be the cumulative value of that skill in the next 10 years of my business, right? And just like think about what, like, put a dollar amount to it if you can. With every skill, put a dollar amount to it. If I know how to write amazing email copy, if I know how to run amazing webinars, if I know how to have a rock solid, you know, entrepreneur mindset, how much is that skill worth, et cetera, et cetera. So that way, when you can identify the skill and the the dollar value of the skill that you can put to it, then investing decisions become so easy. It's not about, oh, like, you know, how much money is it? Like, how much money do I have? It's like, literally, you're making a smart decision of investing for the skill set, investing to add to your assets, add to the resources that you have as a business entity so that you can garner a greater return, which is what smart investing is all about. And that's what I want you to be, a smart investor. If you focus on skills and developing your skills and honing your skills and, and gaining fluency in your skills, the results are just going to follow. If you get obsessed and fixated on the result, without doing enough thinking about the process, right? What's going to get you there? It's most likely going to leave you in a cycle of just like feeling frustrated and confused about not knowing what to do or in a cycle of like, you know, setting up high hopes and then, and then being disappointed, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's a second piece of advice. Now here's a third piece of advice about how to make investing investment decisions is to decide how you are going to show up to the program, how you, like what you will have to think, how you will have to be, what your attitude and mindset will be for you to get your money's worth. It's not just, yeah, I'll do the program, like I'll, whatever, I'll like take advantage of the resources that are there. But I mean, for the most part, when you, when you invest in a program, like I, they tell you what's, what's included, right? It's like, okay, maybe you get all of these online lessons that are like on video, or you get these weekly emails, or you get these coaching calls, right? Whatever. For example, 
I'm just making these up, but it could be, okay, so this program offers weekly calls. How I'm going to commit to showing up and getting my money's worth is I'm going to show up to the weekly calls every single week and I'm going to take notes and I'm going to get from the calls what I need, right? Even if I'm not the one getting coached directly, or it could be, I'm going to show up to the weekly calls and I'm every single week, I'm going to take action on the one thing I learn from the calls, right? Or you can say, I commit to watching every video in the program and actually implementing the the lesson from each video within the week. See, that's a very specific commitment. Or, oh, this this program offers some coaching opportunities where I can get coached one-on-one live. Great. So I commit to taking advantage of of those opportunities and I commit to booking two coaching calls a month and show up each time with exactly what I need help on and I'm going to get the coaching on exactly what I need help on twice a month. Again, I'm making all of this up depending on the feature of the program. I just want to get you, give you examples of what it's, what it's, what it looks like to be very specific about deciding how you are going to show up, what you commit to in order to get your money's worth. Like you can even tell yourself like, okay, I commit to like every time I'm having trouble to being vulnerable and honest and asking for help, asking for advice in these communities. That's something that I'm going to commit to for myself because I know that that's something that I benefit from, right? When you commit to getting your money's worth with specific actions that you're going to take, there's nothing that can hold you back from creating the results you want, creating the value that you want. So I'm going to just review the in broad strokes, like the three pieces of advice that I gave you for investing, making investment decisions from a place of power. Number one, decide to buy from a position of power, not from a rescue me mindset, right? You do that by taking stock of what your strengths are already so that you're thinking in terms of, okay, I already have this very powerful arsenal of tools and what do do I want to add to the tool as opposed to I'm helpless, just like tell me what to do, right? Very clear energetic difference. Getting away from fantastical thinking to realistic thinking that you can hold yourself 100% accountable to right? And realizing that the program is no program in the world is a magic pill. You are the magic and you can choose to activate your magic through with the support of uh, one or the other program, right? Number two, don't go in thinking, oh, this program will just like make, you know, fix all my problems in general, right? Be specific about the skills you want to learn from any given program. The more specific the better. You can list several, but it's like, okay, I'm going in because I want to learn this. I want to learn that. And that's going to be helpful for my business because I have already thought about the value that each of these skills is going to bring to my business. The value add that can be translated into these dollar amounts. And hence, that's why this is a good investment. And the third advice is decide how you are going to show up and how you will commit to getting your money's worth. Now, when you do these three things, you will create value out of any experience that you have and you will create the result you want from any choice that you make. Because listen, I run two fucking amazing 
beloved programs that I put all of my heart and soul and intellect into. And I know that when it comes to participating in my programs, I am not the magic, nor is my intellectual property. Every member of my community, they are the genius. They are the magic. I look at every single one of my clients and I'm like, you're a genius. You're amazing. You're no no one in the world is like you. Your clients are so lucky to get you. And all of these amazing, brilliant, creative people with so much potential, they come, they interact with my programs, they consume, you know, what I teach, and then they use that to turn on their own power. They use it to turn on their own genius, right? So decide that you're going to do that in whatever program you invest in. And I promise, like, this is how you will not only make great decisions that you're you end up really being happy with. This is also how you will be the rock star and the the best student and like the success story in whatever program you end up choosing. And I wish that for everyone. All right, so that's my little lecture today. I hope that helps you make powerful, self-empowered results that create amazing results in your life. Implement it and I will see you next week. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.